previously on Planet Collingwood. Welcome to Studio A here on Revolution Radio. It is Fab. What, what's the show called? Planet Collingwood. My name is Monty Dean. I, I'm just like, I'm just before the show, I was ready. I was connecting to my higher self and then it's gone. No, I just want to experience, as a, experience it as a human. And I feel very small in my room right now. A big thank you to why not and crew for the Y files. If you enjoyed the last two hours, please go to freedomslips.com and or revolution.radio and donate what you can. Just click on the Patreon button there. I'm not a big fan of Patreon. Well, I am for it helps the donations for the show, but they banned Sydney Watson for something she said on a different platform. But we'll get into that later because uh, not much has really happened over the last seven days, except for everything else. So if you enjoy the last two hours, uh, donate what you can. We are 100% listed supported and 100% volunteer. So we're just 100%, which really doesn't make any sense. But here we are. Once you're at the website, check out the merchandising, yeah, the caps and the T-shirts and, and the onesies for the little ones. And then pop into the chat room. All hail the Row Nation. Uh, the Row Nation is taking control of uh, the chat room. And, of course, it's Planet Collingwood, so it's dead as a doornail. I don't know who thought how, how alive is a doornail. Only 24 people in there, so it's going off. And uh, so, yes, there you go. Um, I have two geests uh, already lined up. Uh, well, they're in their chairs. I'm not going to line them up. I've been watching way too many crime TV shows. Oh, dear. But please welcome. I won't hear your clapping, but it will be recorded in the Akashic Records. Uh, Bruce McDonald and Raz. Bruce, how are you? Good, thank you. Yourself? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I, I just realized we're a great couple because I come in really hard and, and fast and you know, high energy. Like, oh, yes, here we go. Here's Bruce. Hello. So, you know... <laughs> Fears are, um, uh, what is it? Death and public speaking are the two greatest human fears. Yep. So I think when you open up, you have a little bit of that, you know, that fear in the first 30 seconds or so. Oh, we're live! You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I just keep you on know, the up vibe and uh, get, keep the tempo going. I, I, I do like Seinfeld's joke about it, though, where, you know, the two greatest fears is um, death, uh, but no, death is second and talking in public is second. So people will rather be in the coffin than do the eulogy. That's the only joke I remember of Seinfeld, and I like it. Rez, how are you, sir? Good, good. A uh, little bit of a heavy week, but uh, yeah, everything good. How about you guys? Yeah, mum's um, battling away, getting healthier, and uh, mm -hmm. I have to wake her up early in the morning and drive into almost the city so she can get a, a CT scan. So yeah, it's it's going well, upward and onward. Perfect. Well, yeah, it's better than just dying in a room alone. So <laughs> options, people. Jeez. Yeah, we do. We don't want this to get too dark now, Monty. I heard it's a comedy show. Talk about, talk about punching it up there, Monty. Keep yeah. it up, buddy. Holy shit. Yes, yes. I'm doing good for my mother. Ah, oh, you heathen. Just reinforcing uh, a point. You know, I'm using yep. shades and colors. Depth. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, or painting I, myself into a corner. Okay. Either, either. You know, options, people. Should we, uh, should we order now, or are we just going to leave the waiter standing there? <laughs> As you stated earlier, that thought has been uploaded to the Akashic Record forever and ever. 
<laughs> yep, yep. I'm, I realized just to, to boost my ego, once I leave my body, I'm going to collect all the applause that I've had from this show and just put it all, you know, edit, edit out the rest of the show and just listen to the applause for about three years. <laughs> Did I do well in this life? Well, here's a, an applaud track of every time. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Mm. So, uh, w- what shall we talk about? I mean, um, a couple of things have happened. <coughs> uh, do we want to go entertainment? Do we want to go political? Do we want to talk about how fitted sheets are hard to fold? I mean, I'll take crazy white people for eight hundred, please, Alex. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I'm back at the start. Do you want to talk politics? Do you want to talk entertainment? <laughs> uh, either or. Don't matter to me. Well, I mean, Joe is um, uh, gaslighting uh, the American public. Where uh, I did you see the footage that a, a journalist said? You said these three things, and the White House walk, walked back uh, all three of them. And and, and um, Joe probably mumbled something and said, "Oh, though, you know, uh, troops in Ukraine, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Putin must go." And I can't remember the third one. And then the president says, "None of those three things happened." Like, okay. I have noticed as well, because of that, uh, there is a hashtag of 25th now, which is referring to the 25th Amendment of the Constitution. Well, I mean, look, I mean, we we can hash through all the details. Everybody does that. Um, You know, some people just do details and let the listener come to their conclusions. But, I mean, there is... I think no doubt that we are witnessing the controlled demolition of Western society or, you know, or the reshaping of it. Right. So on any front you look now, there's not good news. OK, there's no resource development in North America now. Trudeau won't touch the tar sands in Alberta. They won't build the Keystone Pipeline and Biden won't reactivate energy production in the United States even though the industry is still warm in the barrel, pardon the pun, uh, from Trump's four years. Um, The U.S. dollar is about to uh, be... I I read an article in The Economist this week. See, folks, to understand this world, you have to consort with your enemy. You have to, okay? You have to get in close, find out what they're thinking, and think reasonably about what they're saying. Don't jump to hysterical conclusions, okay? So I read The Economist, man. And yeah, it's it's a Rothschild rag, man. But it's the preeminent Rothschild rag. So that's where you get the most distilled rationalizations for what they're doing. And not even they can hold up any credibility now. <laughs> well, they, they do have a history of um, sort of predicting the future or, or um, uh, trends because of uh, even just you, you look at the past front covers of The Economist, like if I'm getting the right um, magazine, it's like what that, you know, this, yeah, they show um, a cover from 19, uh, 2004 and what they're alluding to through picture form is manifest in 2008 or 2012. And it's, uh, I don't think it's really predicting. It's more of like, we want this. And it sort of manifests down the, down the timeline. Very, and, very, yeah, very, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Mark. Uh, no, no, um, oh, um, 
I did read uh, an article. Now, I need confirmation, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, Russia is connecting its ruble to gold. Well, yes. Okay, so this is the other thing. So you got no energy production in North America. You've got the um, the loss of the reserve currency status. Now, the Economist article was saying that this will never happen. Now, I don't know, man. It's a bold thing to say out loud. I mean, it, there, there must be some super weapon they have hidden. Um, I don't see how they could maintain the integrity of the U.S. dollar tomorrow if, if they produced um, a non-reversible free energy source, meaning the Chinese couldn't hack it and build it for a quarter of the price. <laughs> if, they came out, if they came out with that tomorrow, I'm not even sure that. Could, could save the American economy. There's only one thing that can save the American economy right now, and that is the baby boomers. But they would have to take the money from their cold, dead hands and, you know, or do a bail-in or, I don't know, maybe that's part of the plan. Maybe that's what the vaccine was all about, right? Um, but I don't see any great... I'm surprised Biden hasn't come in with inheritance taxes now. That's what they always do, right? We have them in Canada already. So um, that's the only thing keeping America afloat right now is the private savings of that one generation, the baby boomers. Everybody else is just hanging on by their fingernails. And it's a horrible situation. You know, how did all the capital get bottled up in this one generation? It's, it seems the more we look at it, Monty and, and Raz, that the Western ideal was really one generation. Well, and then we get various parts of it. Like as Gen Xers, we get the tail end of it, but we're not going to retire the way our parents did, you know, with with, with the fifty eight thousand dollar guaranteed um, uh, pension and, uh, you know, a few million dollars in the bank and stuff like that. It's not it's Gen Xers are not going to uh, are not going to go out that well, way. It, it's what, like millennials or even Gen Z, yeah. Z, Z, the, the, they're they're um they've accepted that most likely they won't be able to buy a house. Yeah. Because it's, and, and uh, uh, it's an element of corruption because, like, you know, growing up in the 70s and the 80s, we were told, you know, I'll use the example all the time, uh, one breadwinner, uh, one person, doesn't matter if male or female, usually it was a male, uh, would actually go to a job and that would cover um, three, maybe four, you know, two, three, four kids, uh, have a holiday house and maybe buy a boat, and yeah. and you know uh, now it's both parents are um, struggling and, and it's it, corruption and it hasn't been a check. I mean, I'm, I had a thought at the start of the show like, are we going to repeat things? Because I'm getting bored of them. But we we, we do snapshots. Uh, we'll say it that way. Um, just the you know Nixon getting off the gold standard, uh, Clinton with Glass Steagall, and you know, it, it, apparently you know people think we were crying wolf, but it's like no, the wolf actually has mates now. They're in a truck and they're armed. Like <laughs> it's not the boy that cried wolf. It's you know the critical thinker screaming wolf because there's seventeen of them heading towards him right now outside the the um the village gate. Yeah, yeah. So um, the question is, what happens next, man? You know, well, it's, like, it, it's, like, it, it's, it's like a game of kerplunk now. You just don't know who's going to pull out that plastic stick that lets all the marbles through, right? But mm -hmm. it, it's just needles and pins. Not up here where I live, per se. 
but even here you feel it right like i make a oh, living yeah. from the american market yeah well it's like and two things that happened in the last seven days in entertainment the drummer from the foo fighters died in Colombia. Uh, and um, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Now, you couldn't predict those two things. That was planned. Uh-huh, okay, sure. Yeah, well, actually, yes, you are right. They do plan the Oscars for um, showing it once a year. <clears throat> the reason they planned it is, like always, they had to somehow get people to tune into the Oscars, because I'll tell you, was it not for that slap, millions wouldn't have tuned into it. Well, no one tuned into the Oscars. Probably 20 people were watching it until the yeah. slap came out and everyone was like, what, Will Smith is going to slap? Honestly, Will Smith, J uh, Jada, or whatever her name is, Chris Rock, these are absolute nobodies in the grand scheme of things, but they uh, have well. to make them <laughs> something. I, well, no, I, mean, I Am Legend is a great film to actually um, no, meme. It, it, it is. It is a good film because it helps other people like the <laughs> like the, the zombies in it. It wasn't from the virus. The, the zombies in that was from the vaccine. So it's a good yeah, – As Up an until, actor, Will Smith is a legend. True. I like him too. Yeah. But in terms of celebrity gossip, meh, garbage. I, don't, I can't even bother with it. <laughs> well, I I'm honestly like, I'm, just looked into it yeah. and stopped investing energy in it. You know, so yeah. Uh, uh, all, all I, from everything I know it, about Hollywood, I just thank God uh, I wasn't made a movie star when I was like 22. It's a horrible. <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It is it's really, really, and you know, here's a nice segue. <clears throat> Might be able to get some comedy out of it. I don't know, but. Um, just you know, people people just start have to start reimagining what wealth is. Like, what truly is wealth in a human life? Is it is it just money, or is there something else? And you know, when you see the fate of people, and and you look at what becomes of them going into certain industries, and you know, any any sort of industry where you're living like a Roman emperor, like you're living like Caligula. Whether it's the Sopranos <laughs> or being a Hollywood movie star, th those narratives, those personal narratives, never end well. They, they, they never ever end well. And and the reason is they're sort of suicidal to begin with. And and um, you know it it it's sad to see a guy, you know. Like, there is an element of ego. Uh, I, 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 I sorry, interrupt. I can see where you're going. Well, I can see where you're not going, but um, I'm parallel. There's the, the element of ego where uh, a lot of broken people get famous because they think that will make them happy. Yeah, and you really don't know how broken they are until you see the gaps in the programming, like what happened. Uh, you know. I, don't, well, I don't know if that was staged or not. Uh, I mean, it may have been impromptu. Um, it's, uh, if it was staged, it was just between a small group of people. Because the audience reactions were genuine. Like, Nicole Kidman was not acting. Um, and <laughs> yeah, they, it was they, the best they, acting she's done in years. No, sorry. Yeah. Go <laughs> yeah. Nicole, Nicole this is, you know, um, she, she should put that in her cut reel, her audition reel. Um, <laughs> a moat, damn you, a moat. <laughs> so I, I get the sense that it was real. I think it really was a breakdown. Uh, I You know, I don't want to get into a big debate with Raz about this. We... 
we can entertain both uh, perspectives. We have two hours to talk. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, even even for me, it's fifty-fifty. But knowing uh, the degenerate cesspit that Hollywood is, I would veer towards the planning. Uh, but it's fifty-fifty uh, for me too. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll see. I will, I'll say it this way. I don't think it was planned, but they've run with it. They'll, you know, there's always contingency things, and the promo machine kicked in, and and all that type of stuff. Apparently, um, the Oscars was um, sponsored by Pfizer, and so now there's a, uh, um, a, a rumor or a theory out there that they've got something that will help alopecia, and it's all a stage. And it's like, yeah, I think sometimes you know you don't you're not going down a rabbit hole. You, you've grabbed a shovel and you're adding a, a next wing to the hobbit hole. But Holy it, shit, Monty! Do you realize? Do you realize what you're posturing here? You're actually postulating that they've arrived at method advertising. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can use the Titanic. Um, a boat sank. That's all we need to know about that, okay? From the, from the boat sinking, look at all the changes uh, for safety in um, seafaring vessels. Like, uh, you always have to have someone, on um, uh, a radio operator, 24-7. You need enough boats for the, the amount of people on the boat, on the ship, which you think beforehand they would have done that. <laughs> so, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they go a bit method advertising. Jesus, what a depraved world. I think the root of the problem is lying. Have you noticed mm. that we how much lying there is in Western culture, it evolves out of the sales culture. Now everybody lies, like everybody. It's, it's, like, it's like you're not talking normal unless you're lying. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm just being nice. Yeah, white lies. Yeah, well, <laughs> what's that line from, uh, I think it was Will Farrell in one of his films. Um, actually, it's from The Simpsons. Uh, lies makes baby Jesus cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you know, you try and be, um, you know, honesty is the best policy. Uh, nah. You tell your wife that she her butt looks big in that dress. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see how yeah, far no. you go. Well, you, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a different thing, though. But now we just we just lie. We lie about everything, man. Everything. It's, it's just so it's part of our culture now. That's why nobody blinked in 2007. Oh, they lied. Those weren't AAA bonds. Yeah. What's it's on TV. Nobody cares because we every we live in a culture of lies now. I think the more I think about it, Monty, I'm not sure they're the problem anymore. I think it's us. And an element, yeah, basically, yeah, because we we're giving we're giving consent to it. They're allowed to do this stuff. There's no accountability. So sorry, Rose, go ahead. No, I, wow, I, I was consent. about to say consent. Uh, consent. Consent, Monty, is taking the hand, standing up, and going on to the dance floor. This is a foxtrot. We're we're completely in sync with them. <laughs> what what I was about to say was uh, it's been completely imprinted upon us because we've been uh, socialized to be monkey see monkey do, and uh, yeah. if you say consent in the sense that we were supposed to stand up against it, that concept of standing up against them never really existed. I mean, I'll be honest with you, my view of the West is. 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, everyone was playing right into the hand of everything the government told them. It wasn't until the 90s people started, you know, getting some juju in there, some hoo-hoo talk in there, some some little alien this, little alien that. Then after 9-11, people started, you know, sort of waking yeah. up. Yeah. And if you, if you look at the planetary 
uh, voltage or Schumann resonance. Uh, I, I read that from Jamie Sam's Dancing the Dream. I'm currently reading it right now. Uh, in 1997, uh, the planet went from 7.7 .7 to 9.4. Uh, up to 1999 and if you look at 1997 to 1999 you will see the top games the top movies the most soft disclosure uh type of stuff coming out and and s suddenly the whole iq of the planet went up so to say yeah. we live in a culture of lies the first thing that the first thing people will ask would be what's true truth is a philosophical thing so what's factual then well factual is a matter of perspective which perspective do you look at which uh, whose fact is more fact than, than others uh, there was a video on the internet circulating um, this I, I forgot who it was nerdrotic uh, he invited someone in and he was talking about how Californians lies about everything you, oh, I, I believe that, yeah. yeah. You, you can't expect a truth from, from a Californian. For instance, if you so much as walk to a Californian and say, uh, hey, bro, do you have uh, XYZ? You're like, yeah, totally. I totally have XYZ. I totally have it. Why would you do that? Why, why, why won't you just say, no, I don't have it. Go to someone else. But that's rooted in their culture because from the moment they were born, they were socialized in it. They saw it in everything. And yeah. what's uh, California famous for? California is famous for being a Marxist ground zero, a communist place, a place that hates America, a place that hates Western values. And they seem to have the most, how can I put this, the highest lying index. And the more you go north towards Kentucky, they seem to have the less lying index. They tend to be a little bit more truthful in there. So, so if I can add very quickly, correlation just, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, very quickly uh, to add um, Bruce's analogy of doing the foxtrot. I think some of us did stand up and raised a hand of like, "Excuse me, I've got something to say." At that time, we were grabbed and taken on the dance floor and realised dancing's fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hang on, no, wait, no, hey, this is all right. And yeah. it's there, there's that element as well of you know, not being part of the club, but um i mean there's so much the, the information war that's happening so uh, i can see it so, you know what has to happen next and i think this is why we all come on the radio speaking for the three of us here tonight is we're hoping that the next great leap forward now we've been mentally conditioned for a technological leap forward every generation okay it's been going on since about the uh, since 1900 okay and and you, you guys have heard my dissertation about the industrial revolution you know the dislocated voice the radio manifesting now in an iphone 13 mini same concept but throughout a whole century okay mm -hmm. um illumination at night and rapid transport faster than horse or bicycle and and these are the three characteristics of the 20th century until we get to the silicon revolution and then we just go and now everybody is prepping for this this sort of brave new world but it, it's no good, man. It's meta and it's all this horseshit. So what has to happen is the next great leap forward, it has to be spiritual. It can't be technological. It can't be. Well, the technical side of things, uh, that's been um, guided in their own perverse way uh, because, yeah. you know, Tesla was ignored. And I use the example of uh, you watch Monty Python from the early 70s and 80% of the jokes still work because socially we haven't really moved forward. There's been yeah. movement in technology, but that hasn't been like free reign forward. 
and uh, I was watching um, The Marvelous Miss Maisville, uh, which is about a female comic in the, the late 50s in New York, and the, they have Lenny Bruce as a character. And some of his stuff, talking about junkies, and we really haven't moved forward since the end of World War II, socially, where, you know, this you know, junkies and, you know, uh, crime. I've been watching way too much crime. <laughs> it's, yeah... And I think that's what I find interesting now. Uh, like Will, with with Will Smith snapping, that's just not an isolated an isolated incident because I think uh, we're seeing so much of the the lying and the deception from our leaders and the media in subconsciously in the background. There's all this noise, and so um, instead of uh, reacting against the global narrative, they react in their personal narrative. And that's where you get incidents. Because apparently, what, there's been three MNA fighters snapping and beating people and shit like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. From 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 my perspective as a social scientist, so nine, uh, 1830s to 1940s. So 1830s to 1940s, we have the telegraph lines. We have the mechanical horse, which is, which, which is what we call trains. We have the Marconi radio, and uh, this obviously changed everything, like, like Bruce just said. Then, after 1940s, it was the post-World War II generation. By the post-World War II generation, they already had a tight grip on everything. And if you look at World War, World War serves as a reset to a society because we, we, we have this clear divide between the knowledge of people pre-World War II and post-World War II. Post-World War II are way more reliant on the system. Pre-World War II were less reliant on the system. There was a dire loss of skills after World War II. Complete loss of loss of skills. Yeah, the government our, started. Um, uh, yeah, government came in and said, um, "I'll look after you," and they mm-hmm. turned into Big Mother. Mm-hmm. So when, the, like, when if 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 you go back to say uh, 1900, you will see gardens, farms, everything. That 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 whole white people thing from from European was started just like that. Those who wanted to work in their fields and those who wanted to move to the city, those who stayed in their fields were considered uh, lower class subhuman uh, white people. Those who moved to the city, uh, property owning in the city, were considered higher grades uh, white people. So we even had a, a divide in the European world, which a lot of uh, non-whites can't really understand that. Uh, that sort of WASP, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, slave-owning, property-owning uh, difference between white people at the top of the echelon and white people at the bottom of the echelon. So that too yeah. occurred. And when you look at the post-1940s, World War II, a whole new generation is coming. We Before the boomers, we have the forgotten generation, which survived into the post-World War II world. We have the boomers, we have the Gen Xs and everything. They grew up in a world where everything they needed, all you have to do is to trade money and get it. Yep. It's like it's 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 like Marilyn Manson's song, This is the new shit. You just you just have to ask for it by name and you get it instantly in the golden yep. age of grotesque, I think. So yeah, go on. Yeah. I mean so every, every um every time the West goes forward a little bit, they burn the bridge. This is our habit. Okay. nobody else does this Uh, by burning the bridge. I mean, when you go to an industrialized civilization, you eradicate the peasantry. Okay, Mm -hmm. and they did they did that consciously. 
in, in yeah, Europe because they, they, they wanted. I was about to bring that point earlier when, when you guys were talking, but go on. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, this is Kat. I, I, I imagine, Raz, that you're a big, big fan of John Bird. No, I'm not. Uh, he's a French writer. He wrote extensively about this. He won the Nobel Prize in the 20th century. And he talked about the eradication of the peasantry and, and how one day um, people would come to really see that as being a mistake. Now, when you travel around the world where you live in, in um, say it, please. Mauritius. Yes. And where I live and what I saw in Asia is that all tiers of the society stay in place. They don't eradicate mm -hmm. the peasantry. All of these mm -hmm. in India, too. Everything about the modern world could, could go away. There would be a certain percentage of fatality due to famine because I don't think organic farming would feed all the people that the corporate system of farming would feed. But all of these societies would survive and go back to their baseline because they didn't eradicate those skills. Not only have we eradicated those skills in, in the West, we have destroyed the soil by adding elements that never should have been there by moving away yep. from traditional and organic farming. And, mm -hmm. and, and all of these haunting things are, are about to be inherited by uh, the generations alive today. Maybe not us on this call, but, uh, and technology won't save it, okay? Like we are going into a golden age, but there's, there's gonna be no miracles. We're gonna have to pay sort of, well, yeah, there will be miracles when consciousness, actually, yeah, so this is the only way for us to transform this environment now, is to get to a state of consciousness where we can rebalance the energies and things change in a much faster way. Um, and maybe this is what happens when you slip from the Cal to the Sat Yuga. I don't know. But um, when you look at it from the perspective of a balance sheet from a Wall Street investor, man, the world is not looking good right now. And how are you going to keep all these people living in cities happy? How are you going to keep? My God, man, just think of the bottled tension here. Yeah, you uh, see, we are actually it, it's uh, election season, like for the next next 24 months. Uh, we're waiting for here in Australia. We're waiting for um, the prime minister to announce when the federal election is. I think it has to. It's got to be um, held. That's the right word. Uh, in May. And um, we're waiting for that. And of course, they haven't uh, announced it yet, but um, <laughs> the high octane television, they did the budget on um, yesterday. And, uh, and apparently they're gonna cut, uh, help petrol drop. You know, you'll be paying 22 cents a litre less. And like, thanks, thank you, government. Uh, thank you, government, uh, you're heroes. Uh, apparently there'll be a $250 uh, uh, one-off payment to help with the standard of living. And it's like, well, that's that's a week. Thanks for that. Uh, we also, um, from my perspective, we've got Victorian election in November, as well as uh, in the United States, you have the, the midterms, and uh, that will be a, um, a litmus test for 2024 in a certain respect. And most of the people believe that voting will actually save them by, oh, we'll just vote them out. But the thing is, say here, 
because uh, Westminster, um, Brit British colony and all that, uh, we have the two main parties. One's a coalition between uh, liberals who are conservative and the nationals who are basically the rural um, uh, representatives and Labor. But a lot of people are upset with both parties. Now, in the United States, they only have two parties, so it's very hard to <laughs> be upset with both of them. So can you see what I mean where um, it'd be interesting to see what happens uh, by the 2024 federal election in the United States? Because a lot of people think that, oh, well, vote, vote for change. Well, if I actually voted in the last election, the person that won this seat won by 7,000 votes. So I only get one vote, don't I? Because I, you know. <laughs> I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to write zero on my. I'm going to vote and write zero because it's compulsory here in Australia. Uh, in all the <laughs> so do a no vote. I'm not giving. I'm if you remember the movie um, Brewster's Million, starring Richard Pryor, uh, he had to spend thirty million dollars in a month so he could get three hundred million dollars. Now this is the mid '80s, so that was a lot of money, uh, yeah. and uh, he couldn't gamble away. He sort of had to spend money, not lose money, and um, <laughs> he. he um, he insulted the, the mayor and someone else, and eventually he uh, started his own campaign of none of the above. That's 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 my political thing, none of the above. Okay. Do a government revocation before you vote, just to trash them a little bit, you know, shave some of that energy out of them. That will be fun. Well, they're just going to kick the can down the road. Like uh, here uh, in Australia, they're going to... Um, uh, they're going to kick the banning. can... They're going to kick it down the road, but with less cal calories in their, you know, in their system. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, a granny of 85 will be kicking the can down the road. But they're uh, in um, the supermarkets. They're banning single-use plastic bags because of the environment. And that just means we buy um, those green bags, which have a half-life of 5,000 years. Instead of uh, instead of it being you know pedantic man and Cortex Cortex not here to do my sound uh, sound my theme song, pedantic man, bah, 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 uh, you ban petrochemical plastic bags. You can use hemp or abaca or you know there, there's other options. That's the other thing of you know it, the we have to ban straws and they did that in California and then they made paper straws that came in with a plastic covering. So it's, this is where the, the controlling element is, where you're like, um, we're, we're all old enough to remember that milk used to come in glass bottles, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that back then where there was hardly any plastic and um, someone thought, oh, we'll make everything plastic and, and look how we are now 30 years later. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we have to go green and recycle. Well, we were doing that where you would get milk bottles and take the bottles back and um using paper bags to take your groceries and yeah, yeah there was there were actually when remember those like not chain emails but those emails that went round instead of a meme like in the early noughts the people email and you, you had like 17 because it was just forwarded and it's like 17 people <laughs> you had to scroll down half a screen to get to the actual thing there was an email explaining, so, like, you kids don't know what you're talking about because when we were children, bang, 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 you know, glass in bottles and, you know, fizzy pops and everything else like that, every, be, every, be, everything that was, that was turned into plastic now. And then, of course, instead of reverting back, they move forward and, like, oh, we ha we'll, we'll give everyone a recycling bin. And do you know the, um, the whole – that scam of uh, the recycling bins? 
No. Well, they don't get recycled, basically. They're, they're, oh. they're, not, they're basically put into landfill and, and uh, things like that. There, oh, there is a whole, yeah. There, there's a whole eco thing. I, I don't know the uh, the exact story, but it, the whole recycling being scam is there. It's just um, the the um, the optics, the the illusion of like we're doing something, like you know masks. Yeah, yeah. So we've been they've been gaslighting us for decades now, man. And um, I think really what we're down to is is managing the awakening. And and really, I think the principal task of elders in this group, like us, who are going to be dealing with people in our community, coming to an awareness of just how corrupt things are. Not so much mm-hmm. where I live, they already know. But it's uh, really, we're going to have to tamp down the <laughs> You know, because the, the awakening could go pretty explosive if, you know, uh, if it's not handled correctly. But yeah, I always we- mean... We don't need we don't need another French Revolution. Mm. Yeah. Now the revolution itself that was awesome, but uh, what, what six minutes and then it just got to a blood crazed thirst of killing everyone. Everybody went werewolf, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is you know, but the, the easiest way to beat these people is to just in any way you can walk away. In any way you can, walk away. Exchange less in their systems. Use less of their principal tool, which is money. Find a way to use less of it, okay? Because every time you use it, you make them stronger. Because that's the base of their power. Yeah, um, um, you know, think global, act local type thing. If you're able to go to a farmer's market or if you know people that sell produce, even like... Um, <clears throat> Uh, a local butcher or something like that, you know, health-wise at least, because of the way that the supermarkets uh, have it where, you know, you buy a, a, a head of lettuce from uh, a supermarket, it's eh, okay, but then you actually go to a greengrocer that has connection with local farmers and it's like this lettuce is almost twice the size. It's a little bit more in price, but it would be more healthier and more green. Yeah, it's a, it's a – fascinating thing to contemplate now the the fate of the first world um so you've got through mass injections you've got dilapidated immune systems you've got dilapidating nutrition and food it physically looks the same you know the tomato looks like a tomato but it has about five or ten percent of the nutrition of a tomato from a hundred years ago and all mm-hmm. of the food all of the food is getting like this now the, the core nutrition just isn't there anymore. The, the minerals, the vitamins, and all of, all of the things that come from a natural process. Continue to believe that we... That's just oh, Raz. I don't know. He's, he's um, passing a bus station. Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll mute that. Yeah, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. Oh, just like um, uh, well, uh, even David Ike puts uh, puts forward the example of the way that food ha- is lo- uh, losing all its um, health aspects for it because yeah. the rise of cancer, like food in you know, especially like pesticides were introduced after World War Two, and that's why the food's changing as well, and the way that the soil's being treated. But he puts forward, and it sounds sounds pretty right to me. Uh, the food, like we always, basically have a form of cancer in us, and it's about balance. 
and by eating fresh food that is full of nutrients and vitamins and so on and so forth, that would actually counteract um, the acidity of uh, its base and acid. I can't remember. The food would help. And because that's been lost, there's more chance of um, the, the body going out of balance. Yeah. Yeah, because like I mean, what 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 the history of cancer? Uh, that would be a great documentary. Any documentary uh, makers out there, the history of cancer, because I'm sure, especially after uh, dropping um, Fat Boy and Little Man, whatever it was, on on Japan, you know, pre World War Two, what was the state of cancer? Because it was there. That's true. Like they found cancer in pharaohs, but compared to today, yeah, that's an excellent question, Monty. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't everywhere. Cancer, autism, Asperger wasn't exactly a thing. It was there, yeah, that, but uh, yeah. extremely rare cases. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's now, what I mean. now, now, how do I know that? I know it because alongside autism, and autism is is frighteningly um, popular um, these days. Yeah, very very common. And the doctors that I looked at, lots of doctors, the old ones. They said when we were training, no one talked autism. My teacher never talked autism. My teacher never talked Asperger. What the hell is going on? Now, the reason I decided to look into it because I knew someone who told me he was a high functioning autistic guy. I'll tell you something. He was a completely normal guy. He just had a few bad phases in his life. So he went rage mad a few times. And uh, the Kiwi psychologist told him he was uh, autistic. And he was. Uh, you know, autistically raging. Yeah, but there's the kids, no such thing. Yeah. There's no such thing. Autism is merely a sort of uh, cluster of traits. A cluster of traits any human being can uh, sort of uh, display. True autism is a brain fried on mercury preservative. A young brain. Why? Because a young brain, when it's developing uh, three, four, five years old, uh, the first five milestone of cerebral development, there's a lot of mercury in the brain. If you inject a vaccine, that additional mercury preservative from the vaccine gets into the brain, instantly fries the brain. That's why there are so many cases out there where mommy says, uh, my uh, son got a vaccine and became autistic. My daughter didn't and didn't get uh, didn't become autistic. So these things never existed pre-World War. C uh, cancer was rare. Everything was mm. many of them was non-existent. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they existed, but they, they've gone biblical now where like it's one in 66 apparently get autism. And then you've got, um, dare I say, the, the marketing team of like, I'm on the spectrum. It's like, OK. What's the spectrum? And, uh, you know, people find, you know, oh, just all this stuff. And um, some people own it and they take medication and it's like a badge. And they're like, okay, you really need to do some inner work here and you'll probably be fine. But I know um, a couple of people where, oh, I think my son is HAD or HDDDAD, what, D and D, whatever that thing is. And ADHD is completely made up. Yeah, but my point is, um, you, you you basically find out they're a bored kid at school, mm. and that's why they're acting out and they're doing something. You're like that's what it sounds like a child from the 1930s. What he's doing, he's mm. bored, and that's um, we can get into the education system now, where it's the same idea from the 19th century, and that was designed to get everyone into the industrial factories. If you look at a classroom, it looks like a production line. They're all lined up, and especially now where they remove critical thinking. Why is everyone dumb? Like, 
they remove critical thinking. Hello. And um, uh, the only way to get through school is you repeat the information that they give you. They, they don't like independent thought. Anyone ever heard of uh, Guillain's Barr syndrome? Guillain Barre, yes. Or in English, Guillain Barre. Yes. It's actually polio rebranded. No. Yes, it uh, uh, it's a, 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 I believe it's a, a nerve condition. Yeah. They thought it's, my, it's, um, it's yeah, my step, my, my, they thought my stepdad had it, uh, but he's walking around and he grabbed things with his hands now. So that, that was incorrect. Uh, see, that's the other thing where um, the medical system, which the education in it, most people, they don't know if it's something new, they just fall back onto the old things. Oh, it's skill and It's like, well, it could have been a virus that just basically turned off the nervous system. And that's sort of, I believe, what happened to my stepdad. And uh, they don't, it they was... won't allow, and um, we're all part of the alternative world, they don't allow um, Reiki or, you know, they won't accept any part of the alternative world because they're all quacks. And even, um, oh, well, it's not hemo. What's the, um, it's like Chinese medicine, but, you know, you can have spices and, you know, the old ways of... Um, Acupuncture? Yeah, that's part mm. of it as well, but it starts with H. Um, he homeopathy, homeopathy or... Yeah, that's... Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's been uh, removed from the um, insurance claims here in Australia. They will not actually deal with it now because they they believe it doesn't work and it's full of cracker, uh, quackery. You see, long ago we had polio and polio will damage your nerves polio was a direct result uh, a direct result of mercury exposure because mercury at the time was not considered uh, highly detrimental to the human body eventually we had the madness known as mad hatters why because they were using mercury in their hats and mad as a hatter they got exposed to the mercury they went nuts mm -hmm. they also had a lot of nerve damage then one day vaccine was introduced for polio and they said look we've eradicated polio no they haven't they rebranded polio into guillain barre syndrome which is the exact same thing and the same time i must add at the same time that the polio vaccine mark two because if you want to look mm -hmm. at mark one it's like why are all these people dying Shh, we'll fix that but around about the same time is when indoor plumbing actually um was widespread and so that actually helped as well because people were being hygienic and cleaning their hands mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Yeah. yeah everything from 89 to 2004 had uh, uh mercury preservative in it and um they started doing all kinds of testing for autism and everything and they found out that yes it was indeed the mercury preservative they were quite literally frying the brains of uh, little children and someone said uh, in, in one of the Vax documentaries in the next 30 40 years there will be millions of autistic children who will require daily care who's going to take care of them mm. and also wow. uh, uh, a quick sidestep peanut allergies now didn't certain vaccines use peanut oil as a binding agent as well mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you could walk into a kindergarten like, right, give me all your money, or I open this bag of peanuts. Yeah, and and these peanut allergies developed overnight, 
like you're eating peanuts, everything is fine, bam, next thing you know, you can't eat it anymore, your system is reacting to it. Mm. And they're like, oh, it's totally normal, totally normal for the human body to develop an allergy over uh, overnight. Yeah. No, mom, it's not normal. No, it's no, not. it's not. Uh, I'll even give a, a better example. My mum uh, can't have gluten. Uh, the body oh. doesn't like it, and so she yeah. has to go gluten-free. And, of course, that's expensive, you freaking cheap bastard. Anyway, um, you know, it's just weird. Like, So after 700,000 years of humanity eating bread, mm-hmm. now people have, are gluten intolerant. I mean, it's not the phosphate or you know the chemical that they put on the, um, the, the, the pesticide on the wheat. No, it wouldn't be that. It must be that uh, humans don't like wheat anymore. That, that's more sense. Yeah, 700,000 years, but hey. And the heavy metals. Oh, yeah, Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth. Great. And the heavy metals. <laughs> oh, I had so, to put a joke in. It's been a while. It's been about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, our DNA vehicle is, our body is well trashed. And it will progressively get worse. And coronavirus will just further trash the immune system. And uh, according to me, that's how I see it. I see it as uh, coronavirus comes in, trust the immune system. Uh, more and more people will be deterred from going outside. And that's when they will roll in the uh, digital and the VR to make people you know, access the outside without going outside. And at the same time, this will somehow open the world for them to do all kinds of changes while we're locked inside. You've already seen movies like Ready Player One and all that. You know, it's 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 the kind of movie that says you can totally stay inside the house and experience everything. So, and we have Metaverse to, uh, coming out, and uh, they're 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 working on creating a virtual world in this already virtual hologram, which is quite funny if you think about it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're creating their own um, holodeck in the holodeck. It's like playing yeah. a video game. I play yeah, you know, video games in video games. Really. There is, there is one fundamental difference, however. In this reality mechanic, 3D5 sense, paradox remedy reality, we can manifest things. And earlier, uh, you guys were talking about uh, times and uh, the covers. Well, the covers are there for you to manifest it. That's why in the MO of the elite, they always tell you what they are about to do. So you manifest it. That's why they came and said, Great Reset, so you manifest it. You think about Great Reset happening, you actually manifest it happening. But in the virtual world, this ability doesn't exist. They control it 100%. Yes. And uh, there is a pushback as well, because um, I use the example of Bashar, uh, the channeled entity, not the leader of Syria. Uh, Mind you, if the guy from Syria says this stuff, that would be awesome. Uh, That um, If you remember the movie 2012, uh, it was shocking. Uh, you could survive a, a, a crustal pole shift by having a, a Winnebago, a limousine, and a small prop engine aeroplane. So yeah. believable. But because the movie was so bad, everyone who watched it the, on a soul level has gone, nah. <laughs> and that's just, they've, they manifested that a pole shift won't happen or it's just kicked it down the further down the timeline. So that's how powerful we are. We can actually make choices of like, no, we'll manifest something else. And, like, I don't think the Great Reset will actually, you know, how, apart from the people bringing it in, how can anyone think this is a good idea? You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. It's like, why? Because I'll be locked in my bedroom, um, hooked up to a, a dolphin's machine while playing World of Warcraft. 
Yeah. Right now, trauma, uh, humanity is a traumatized cow that simply will not step out of the comfort zone for uh, a sort of, uh, you know, to, to, to wake themselves up. We have to wait for the world itself or for the system itself or for the happenings to give them that rough slap awakening and uh, quietly watch them yep. awake, go into depression, come out of it. And when they start seeking answers, then we will be just like, you want to listen to what I'm about so, to say. Yeah. You know? yeah. Humanity, you need to be slapped like Will Smith. Uh, no, Will Smith did a slapping. <laughs> but that's the other thing. Yeah, to actually... Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, to Will actually, Smith um, did a slapping. No. Yeah, he, he, well, yes, the, the slap will hurt around the world. Like, yeah, whatever, dude, calm down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, sure. Mind you, Chris Rock's um, tour has sold out because everyone wants to see it now because he'll make, you know, 25 minutes of material out of it. Is um, at the same time, you have, dare I say, everyone listening who gone, you know what? Not really a big fan of this transhumanism and uh, this big reset and being stuck to a computer. I'm going to. Um, improve myself and do either inner work or raise your vibration. However it is, Bruce moved to a mountain and is more happy that he's been in his entire life, if I may speak, for Lord MacDonald. And that's correct, isn't it, Bruce? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think happiness is the absence of wanting stuff. And in that definition, yes. Yeah. I've yeah. never been very content life now is how I describe it. Very content. Yeah. And so there is that pushback because there's humanity and uh, I, oh, we're all going to be locked. No, there'll be even small pockets of resistance out there who like, you know, I want to hug a tree, a real tree, not not a thing. Because as you said, the, the power of manifestation would be controlled and won't, won't actually happen because it, we're not in the simulation of the planet slash creator. They'll, we're in a holodeck and that's the difference. And... Uh, I, people will ra want to actually do real things, even though, I mean, spiritually, it's, uh, I'm going to get lost in the, we're coming up to a break anyway, but you can, All you right. know what I mean, yeah. I, I, I will make a quick prediction, I don't know if it's going to come through or whatever. If the G7, the West, right now, starts suffering because of Russia, and starts suffering economically, the awakening will come faster. If, oh, yeah. Yeah. The if, West if, if, if everyone managed to uh, weasel out of it, then everyone will go back to sleep. Yes, but uh, if you lose everything, you have nothing left to lose, and there, you know, there is the great reset. Yeah, but there's also going to be the great reject, because people are you know, no. Um, we we talked about baby boomers earlier. Can you, I do not see a cashless society until that generation has uh, died out. Yeah. Well, I think, look, this cashless thing, again, you're going to have to segment out the world into different regions, okay? It, it might be a possibility for the first world, a cashless society, but I really don't see how it's going to go down in other parts of the world. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. uh, can you, uh, Bruce, can you imagine, like, what? you know, going over to your friend's house where you would say you pick up some guavas and uh, you swap some chickens or something like that? Do you really see uh, you coming over and going, um, do, do you have a F-Boss machine? Can I swipe my card? I don't it's see not, that happening in rural Costa Rica. It's not something that's going to happen. Well, well, it will be based on different region. But it will be based on MNEs as well, multinational uh, entities. I can see a world where someone earns YouTube credit and someone earns Amazon credit and someone has uh, Reddit gold. And it's like 
one Amazon credit for two YouTube credit and uh, 10 Reddit gold for one YouTube uh, credit sort of uh, currency thing going on. I can see that. We can see that in the future. Oh, yeah, I can yeah, definitely yeah, see and, that happening. Yeah, and, and I, I pray every day that the uh, the sun puts out a flare and an EMP wipes it all out. Mm. It's it, it it will be like a social credit, but a multinational version of it, yeah. where Amazon has its own credit. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. And I believe uh, Cortec has arisen from the grave, so he'll be popping in after the break, which we're going to right now. You're listening to Revolution Radio Studio A. This is Planet Collingwood. We're just pointing out um, uh, the, the Western world sucks. And we're going to continue right after this. Back soon. Welcome back to Revolution Radio Studio A. This is Planet Collingwood. My name is Monty Dean. If you enjoyed the last hour, please go to freedomslips.com and or revolution.radio. Donate what you can, obviously, in these interesting times that we live in. So, you know, don't mortgage the house. You have to live there. Uh, once you yeah, just click on the Patreon and, and give what you can. Uh, we're 100% listener supported, so thank you for all those who have supported. 100% volunteers, so thank you for everyone volunteering. And while you're at the website, pop into uh, the merchandising and see what is on offer there. I think there's mouse pads and caps and T-shirts and so on and so forth. Then uh, pop in to uh, the chat room and um, say hello to Mr. Rowe because it's going off like a frog in a sock. Sort of. Well, no, it's Planet Collingwood, so everyone's laughing so much they can't reach, uh, can't reach their keyboard. And also, uh, Planet Collingwood is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Now we have um, our, one of our normal cohorts join us. Uh, Cortec, you've you've discovered a, a clock and you've you've uh, figured out how to turn your computer on and you've entered the fray. Can you hear me at all? No. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, 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 we can. Yes. Uh, no, I couldn't get here before then, but I, if even if I could, I would have been marked oh, yes, up yes. by the time things as I am every single time. Oh, don't worry about that, because next week at this time, we would have just finished, because Australia's time travelling on Sunday. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is the in-between bit. We're an hour out. So, yes, uh, the United States has gone to daylight savings. Uh, daylight savings is a stupid idea. And uh, the eastern seaboard of Australia is going to daylight, oh, just normal time. And if I cared enough and I could engage with the Victorian government, I would start to petition them to just get rid of, get rid of daylight savings because it's pointless. Mm. It's for the cows. Hello, Cortex. Hey, Jay. Cortex, Cortex, Cortex. Sorry. <laughs> I have a question for you, Cortex. Yes. Are you a biologist? Yes. Can you define a woman? No, no one can, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that that really messes up the Bible because, like, you know, Adam uh, was supposed to name Eve, but um, he's, now the response is, I can't, Lord, I'm not a biologist. It's, uh, I, I didn't know what that was all about until I, like, I saw the memes and I just couldn't understand it until I looked into it. And it just, it's, you know, whatever ridiculous gets news gets people talking it's just unfathomable it's it does seem like a, kind of the whole thing and how long it's taken us to get through this ridiculous charade is like a yardstick of um yardstick of how long it might take us to get anything done properly if we can't bounce back from the silly things like this and we're still left with a residue of bad decisions and poor policy 
quicker well, seen, than two years. <laughs> you've seen who's in charge of the United States. Uh, Sleepy Joe, state, but... um, cackling um, Kamala Harris, <laughs> and then drunk Nancy Pelosi. Like, the top three jobs of, like, wow, this is the worst Three Stooges tribute show I've ever seen. I, I rest my case about the baby boomers, man. They, 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 they literally blew everything up. There's yeah, there's certain there's certain uh, positions, there's certain positions that need to have a certain amount of dynamic, um, you know, ability to them. And if they're they're taken by old people, all they're used to, all they're interested in doing is just making sure them and you know their buddies are profiting, you know, from the from the from the scandal, the system. Eight to ten, eight to twelve year olds, I reckon. That, that's as old as it gets in in, in politics. Get some big get some big ideas out there. Um, uh, emotionally, yeah. But it's the corporations that control the politics as well. So, um, you know, um, uh, the president of Ukraine said um, with uh, what's happening yeah, with the hostilities in Ukraine with Russia and uh, the energy crisis crisis that is happening because of Russia. I'm going to say Russia a lot in this bit. Uh, it is a perfect time for uh, the green initiative to move forward because of Russia. Uh, and hopefully Russia can do it as well. So I told you, a lot of Russia. Oh. And uh, it's like, what do you mean a green initiative? It's been blocked for 30 years and now they're doing it. Or even like back in the 80s when this idea came about. And if you approached it in the correct way, and uh, Mr. McDonald would be a perfect example, you like with what you've done you've done it the right way where uh, it's not about capitalism it's like well earth bag house that's great for temperate you know um uh climate um control in inside the house and you know you do it right that's yeah. a short version yeah thank you bruce, bruce have you plugged your iphone mini yet today yeah he has mentioned it once <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it right now, man. I, I'm on my $50 earbuds, man. Mesmerized by the resolution of this. Uh, my, my dear Cortec, that's why you can hear the dulcet tones of Bruce McDonald, because it is the iPhone 13 micro mini. Micro, mini. Don't, don't talk any shit about my phone, Cortec. <laughs> hey, man, don't, make, don't upset the Apple card, okay? You know, eh? <laughs> Just because they're sla- yeah. yeah, it's made in a slave camp, and um, all the buildings have suicide so, nets. It's got great say, resolution. Uh, it's 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 the size, the fact that they went back to the iPhone five size because everybody started going bigger, and Apple did a U turn and they said, um, "No, we're not going to do that." And um, they went back to this like size. You want something you, you can know, fit in your real- pocket? Yeah, it's so cool. But the way they do their and everything they're readable I like i don't have the best eyes at 55 i gotta wear non-prescription glasses to but i can read my iphone like it's amazing yeah, all right i actually have a, i have an <laughs> ipad the promo yeah, Jesus, yeah, i'm I, not I, working for these they, they said I'm you not yet? Cut. Yeah. but um i i have an ipad it's very old it won't connect to the internet anymore because it's it's um been obsolete but you know, have you seen anyone take a photo with an iPad? It's one of the silliest things ever. It's one of the silliest yeah. things ever, and I thought I'm just that gonna, ever since I first saw it. I'm just going to hold up this tray and take a photo of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not yeah. to be taken outside. I, I so, wrote uh, I wrote a devices handbook, and I I've never sent it to anyone because I thought it was a little bit rude. <laughs> yeah, but, rude. 
well, you know, the world maybe needs it. About glare, you know, about other people, about what you should do with devices. I was writing it, and then I, and then someone told me that Japan had already kind of done that already. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I remember the the great. Oh, what well, was about three, four years ago? Uh, there was a new version of Pokemon. And yeah, you you had to go outside and find them all for yourself. Pokemon Go. And that was what uh, the, uh, that was one of the greatest um, uh, what um, information collection ever because like, it was all the the program linked to CIA and so they were taking photos of everything. Yeah, and they made various version of it. Uh, I think there's a Witcher version of it too. I'm sure that you know that's yep. how you know, no one thinks of anything good, mind you. I I, I recently just watched um, the Adam Project starring uh, Ryan Reynolds, and he seems to be uh, making at least new uh, projects because he also yeah. did um, Free Guy. Uh, but dare I say, um, Obi Wan Kenobi starts on May 25th, and Disney's really milking that cow. Mm. Mm. A little bit unsavory how much they're milking it. Did they was was uh Kenobi's plot rewritten? Yes. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> they were about to I, I think they were about to start production and then Kathleen Kenny's like, I don't like this, so rewrite it. You know um, when uh, Disney stuff comes out, I get a lot of entertainment from Moolah, Nerdrotic, Heels. I I get more entertainment from these guys talking about the show than actually watching the show sometimes. It's weird. Oh, yeah, Moller yeah. M- is um, fantastic. He's released, I think, part four of his um, essay into The Force Awakens. And so that makes the essay so far is four, six, uh, six hours long. It, yeah. <laughs> like, part one was the same length as the original movie, but it makes sense. Like, the if you, um, I watched Moller. Moller is a YouTuber from England. Uh, and he he likes um, pop culture, and he destroys it. He actually has a show called um, EFAP. Paul. EFAP, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pause for uh, giggling teenagers. Every every frame, every frame a pause because a pause, they just yeah. rip everything apart, nitpicking and everything else like that. Those shows go on for eleven hours. It's a commitment watching those things when he does it. I know, I know. I, and, I, I actually like, did, and now. Uh, it's it's quite funny how uh, we have similar opinions. I mean, he loved uh, Arcane recently. I, I recommend it uh, mm. for a lot of people. Watch Arcane, beautiful uh, visuals, characters, and everything. It's a great show. Is and that the they, animation. They, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool. He um uh he did um uh, an, a video essay on Black Panther when it came out. And he tore it to shreds. He made good points, and I agreed with everything. The interesting thing is, I can still watch it because I know it's a dumb comic book movie. I like Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. I liked it, but um, everything that he says about it, it's like that's it's, true, that's true, that's enough. true, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Correct, fair enough. I understand where you're coming from. I may have disagreed with five percent of what he was saying, and yet I agree with ninety-five percent of it. Uh, his video essay was made very well, um, limited budget, obviously, and to get around um, copyright problems. Mm-hmm. However, I still, yeah, I can still watch his video essay, and I can still watch Black Panther as a comic book movie. I know it's a comic book movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was just why people could still watch world, re- you know, wrestling and stuff. Same thing. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of entertaining, but you know, it's. 
Well, it's a form of escapism as well. And as we know, since 2016, the, the message has started to slip in. But unfortunately, they removed plot, character building, uh, build building, <laughs> story, you know, everything else. And now it's just message. Like, um, it's all, did, it's did all anyone done. watch uh, uh, Ghostbusters? I think the first major one was Ghostbusters 2016, where yeah. um, they gender swapped everything. Mm-hmm. I want that two hours back. I didn't laugh. <laughs> I, I didn't laugh at all. Just yeah, I'm like, I, what, what is this? I laughed. I laughed because Milo Yiannopoulos called one of the characters in it an uh, un, un, unfunny gorilla, and that made me laugh when I was watching her. So I did laugh. Oh, yeah. But uh, what you're saying is true. They're, 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 they're removing all the core substance of a movie and uh, putting a lot of messages in it. What they're essentially doing is, yeah. and uh, I, I realized that recently when I was watching June, I recommend June for everyone. They are turning a movie into an alpha state propaganda. Now, when I was watching June, uh, two hours in, I was feeling a little bit mentally exhausted. I said to myself, my God, I've been through all those movies. I didn't feel a thing. Why am I feeling so exhausted? Turns out I was on beta state watching the whole movie. Beta state meaning I was on the whole uh, problem solving maths state of my brain because I was trying to figure out what was happening. I was reading every scene, (laughs) every sequence. And then I said to myself, Wow, it's been a while since we watch a beta state movie. Most movies these days are so alpha state. It puts you in a trance. You're just sitting there watching. It's just going by. Nothing really of substance happened. J.J. Abrams have mastered it in um, The Force Awakened. Here's the scene where action happens. Here's the scene where there's comedy relief. Here's the scene where more action happens. Here's the scene where they bring back nostalgia. Here's the scene where action happens. Here's the scene with comedy relief. Every time they punctuate a scene so fast, you don't have the time to properly settle into it, properly feel that scene. And when you watch June, you feel every single sequence of it. And you feel the need to rewatch it so you can learn more from it. And with each rewatch, you're actually learning more, which is usually a sign of a good product. When you rewatch it, you're like, hey, I didn't notice this. Hey, yeah. that part over there was, was very well done. So hey, they're did, sending you talking about the original into... June or the latest no, one? The latest one. No, no, no. Oh, the I Vil- thought it was terrible. Uh, Villeneuve one. I thought it was terrible. I was waiting for the good bits the whole time. You know, for, well, it's like, only four half the story. Awesome. It's only it was, half the story, it's, though. It's a, that's kind of like the Lord of the Rings technique of just drawing it out, isn't it? It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. No. I finally saw a spaceship that looks like a spaceship. I'm like, ah, finally, they are not applying real 3D5 sense aerodynamics to spaceship. Well, Ooh. it's biomimicry of a dragonfly. I thought that was cool. But you know the rest. The rest was just waiting for stuff to happen, and like they didn't even get to it. No, because no, it, 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 it's he, half. It's only half the story. It, it's know, supposed yeah. to be June part one, and because it has been successful, they're making the second half. It's like, oh, good, we may have closure on this anecdote. But I can see why people found it. I, I found it amazing because it was just it's so vast, and yeah, I got sucked into it. But I can see why people don't like it because it's so vast and it's so you know. Like, oh look, we're watching every grain of sand move across the freaking yeah. desert. Four minute <laughs> sequences of them looking across, you know, in, into the distance, moody. And it's like, oh god, you're going to replace this with actual content, and then we got to wait another year for it, and then they're not even going to get to the good bits probably in the second one. 
Mind you, because I watched um, uh, the 2021, the latest June, I actually um, <clears throat> found it on the internet, uh, the uh, director's cut of the David Lynch film from 1984, I think it is. And because I, I needed to know how the story, I know how the story ended, but I wanted to watch it. Yeah. And that, the, the, that, uh, I guess it's called the original June. That holds up still today. It, it's so it, good. It's, yeah, it's still it gets... a bit hokey and everything else. Like, however, well, yeah, the digital bits, the effects. Yeah, are, I mean, oh, yeah, but also, but I think you're smart enough, uh, just we like me. We yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I love Doctor Who. I know it's like, well, that's shit. That that set is shaky, and the, that's a really crappy special effect. Yeah, it's 1972, and they've got 20 pounds to make it. You know, so my disbelief goes further because. I mean, you look at King Kong from 1939 or 1938. By today's standards, utter crap. But then you realise, no, that's the late 30s. It's like pretty wow. good for the late 30s, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it's like that's high-end special effects. I just thought the best bit in the original one was when he gets to be able to modulate his voice through to make that a weapon. And I'm, you know, having seen this first one and how they've drawn it out, drawn like none of it out to nothing. I, I I'm, I'm, you know dubious to whether they would even put that into the latest the latest film you know are they are they remaking it to leave the best bits out because that's usually why they remake a film you guys take your entertainment pretty seriously yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we're urban we have nothing else to I do with the feeling, concrete boxes <laughs> i get the feeling more thoughts going into this stuff than the cfr puts into foreign policy well yeah but well, that's yeah not, I, I, i've seen some of the cfr's meetings and you are correct yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, well, and, and I mean, you know, like, um, as our mutual friend Andrew has said, you know, what? Here's a question for the panel and uh, for the chat room. See if they're awake. Uh, what's the thing that's going to knock the Chris Rock, Will Smith slapping, Will Smith slapping out of um, the 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 centerpiece that is the narrative at the moment? Oh God! Anything could come up now, man. The news cycle is is, is insanity and digit. It's digital insanity, man. If you were to bottle up all this stuff and play it at five times the speed and dope people up, you'd 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 make them crazy. It. I mean, we're basically living that Anthony Burgess novel now. They made the movie out of Clockwork Orange. It's complete insanity, man. Mm -hmm. And you know, you you can't really understand it till you leave it. And then, and then you, there's there is a partial withdrawal. There's no doubt. And like, hey man, like I'm not sitting up here talking shit, right? Like I watch a fair share of TV and movies, and and I do analyze because I'm a writer and I'm constantly breaking things down, right? But at a certain point, it just it's you know like trying to make something out of nothing, right? Like it, it's getting it's just getting more and more vacuous. CG. Yeah. The last really good storytelling I saw was True Detective season one, and that's like a decade now almost. It's a very okay. last really good movie I see I saw was No Country for Old Men in two thousand and seven. Yeah, that was like pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah, like something you can say. This is like a novel. This is this has a certain moral and spiritual resonance that will stay with me the rest of my life. Yeah, I I I didn't get it. I can see why you did. So I, I, I give props to the movie, but it didn't sort of connect with me that much. Uh, but I've seen it and I enjoyed it. And it's like, oh, okay, people like that. Cool. See, that's the fun part of being um, different perspectives. 
Uh, I'm recently, I'm watching The Blacklist. I'm uh, a third of the way through season three. And it, it's the writing, the, the story itself, it's on, it's on the right side of farce. But I just realized from what you were saying, like the insanity now in the news cycle, uh, watching The Blacklist is very easy to watch. Because <laughs> yeah. all, all the back shit crazy stuff that they're happening there, it's like, wow, this is intense and, you know, um, yeah, everyone dies and you know, blah, 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 blah. But then you watch a news report and like, you know what, the blacklist is quite a nice comfort. <laughs> you know, with the FBI and Red Reddington and, and the crime lords and, you know, all this wacky stuff. And it's like, this is a nice relaxing. I, I like what I won't live here, but I like to watch. Yeah, I didn't think that was too bad after a couple, actually. I was slow to get into it, but then actually found it pretty watchable. Anywho. So what I noticed in, in, in my lifetime watching the arts quite closely um, is that, like, genuine beauty disappeared. It, you know, at first it went out of literature, then it went out of movies, then, you know, it, it's like nothing is really inspiring anymore. I mean, I guess you could say there's certain values in the animated word world, like what's that big studio that does all the Disney crap, man? Uh, uh, Pixar, but that's been corrupted as well. Like lately, um, like the, their first 10 years of product is, this is awesome. This is why it's huge. And then it, it the, the last three of them suck. Yeah, Pixar. I mean, and it, this is the kind of little detail that you need um, – um, to have a little awareness to recognize. But like when you look at the communist or the collective societies, they destroy all aesthetic. Like they prefer to live in a gray context in everything, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. They're, they're lost. They're absolutely lost. You see, you see it all creeping into our society now. But, you know, they started it really slowly and they're just not going to be able to close it right the human race is going to rejuvenate when it just decentralizes you know well you know why i actually actually i i i actually agree with nick the best thing the collapse is the best thing that's going to happen to the world as long as you, you really all we should be talking about now is individual preparation for it like how to take care of yourself and everything yeah because it, it is it is interesting when people say, "Oh, the world's going to collapse." What the you just spent forty five minutes pointing out that the world is full of corruption and and depravity and is um keeping humanity down. I could see an upside to this. Yeah, I'm willing <laughs> to try any model at this point. Like um yeah, and like the prophecies of uh, it's going to be at the end of the world, and it's like yeah, because you're the controlling factor and you're going to lose um control. And that's why you're freaking out. Meanwhile, people that have been living in utter shite and, um, you know, th uh, survival mode, we're going to find a way of to go into thrive mode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's entirely possible now. Like I said, um, I repeat myself, the, the, the next leap forward has to be spiritual. We have to gain enough consciousness to have more control over our bodies, to heal ourselves, to maintain our health, and and all of these sorts of things. And to be able to to unplug from everything that we've plugged into, because you can't really begin to live in a natural cycle till you unplug. And it's going to be very difficult, you know, for a lot of people. They don't but realize, like, how intense this plugging thing, plugging in thing. Ask Raz, how plugged in are people where you live? 
completely. So there's we, a even re there's so a simple reason for 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 mine is because uh, the majority of the people here are of uh, what you would call Indian descent, and Indians are the most materialistic people on earth. Yeah, that's true too. I, you know, they they they've had it with all the yogic asceticism, and they want the cheddar, right? There's there's a there's a there's a book that won the Man Booker Prize a number of years ago called White Tiger. I think they made a movie out of it too. Everybody should see the movie, if not read the book. And it, it's just about this, like what's going on in India now. You know, India India is a dumpster fire. It really is. It's a big well, time, big time. It's a nationalist dumpster fire. Yeah, it's fifty yeah, thousand or sixty thousand years old, and um, the British took over it. And then they said, "All right, everything British, get out." Well, we'll keep the cricket. That's a good idea. Or oh, the language is pretty good. We'll keep that as well. And like, actually, just the the British people, if they could leave, we'll keep we'll keep everything else. Yeah. <laughs> fun, I fun, fun story, yeah. just quickly. In 1976, India was the testing ground for uh, Marxism, actually. So yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they went through this whole, but they did. They didn't take to the because. Let's talk about that for a sec, Raj. How did the Indian system reject Marxism? They like, didn't. They didn't. So what do you, well, they're not a Marxist country. Uh, it, it depends what you define by a Marxist country. When 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 you take Marxism, you you use Marxism as a formula, and and you look at an Indian context and you say to yourself, what exactly can I, uh, you know, how exactly can we apply Marxism in here? And and uh, there there are no white people first, so there is no hating white people, but there is a class system. So what happened in India is all the the term useful idiots from uh, Marxism. Yuri Bezmenov talked about it, uh, Russian KGB, because he was the Russian KGB uh, checking out India and what was happening in India. So the term useful idiots comes from the Indian scholars who bought into Marxism and pushed a semi-socialist version in there. And that trashed a good portion of the neighborhood in India. If you go watch Indian movies in the 1950s, 60s, you will see a beautiful India, a clean India. 70s, 80s, ugly India. 90s, unrecognizable. Early 2000, yeah. it's, it's full slumdog millionaire. Why? Because all the higher class of India are now the lower class. All the lower classes of India are now role-playing Brahmin. They love to say that. They love to say, ooh, I'm Brahmin, ooh, I'm this. They are all the lower classes role-playing Brahmin. You will see all the lower classes with money, uh, race-mixing with all the fair oh. women, and, and, and all kinds of weird things happening in there. So go on, uh, ask me a question. It, it, it's, a, it, it's another bizarre relationship with with white society people have bizarre reactions to white society we don't talk about this stuff okay we're always talking about being white in context to the western world which in the media container we live now they're telling us it's very negative but when you get out in the world everybody follows the white standard exactly I've said that billions of times, billions of times. Okay. I've said that billions it, it, of times. It, it, okay. The the biggest plastic surgery in Korea is eye rounding. They want to look mm -hmm. Western. Okay. Mm -hmm. They start they started with their cartoons, the anime. They don't even draw their own eyes in the cartoons. The, okay? the thing about North uh, South Korea is 
they are okay, very. Well, give me, uh, give me, oh, give, yeah, go give me a moment, Brad. Give me a moment. It's a, it's a big thing over here too. Like my wife and I have fights about it sometimes. My wife's extremely racist. Like she thinks she's at the top of a social hierarchy that places Nicaraguans and natives below her. And like with some of the shit she says, I just cannot believe it. And then I find out like all the Costa Ricans think this way. And I, then I realized, well, Jesus, Bruce, I mean, you were raised in Canada. You were trained this in elementary school. These people weren't. But it, it's, it's so, so one, one of the pastors comes over with his wife one day. He's a visiting pastor, not the regular pastor. And he comes over and has a coffee with us. I shoot the shit with him for an hour. First thing my wife says to his wife, first time we meet his wife, he, she says, are you of the black race? Is tu la raza negra? You know, but I, I, like, it's, as soon as I heard it, I went like, it was like hearing that N word. And then the woman is very uncomfortable. She says, no, I'm, I'm pure Guanacostan. And there's, there's different races here, right? But like the Spanish, they try to root out the black. There's a huge, and then blacks here, the Jamaicans here, they call the Spanish the whites. I'm talking to this school teacher, pure black, Gilbert Skinner. He's in his 60s, friend of mine here. He goes, the whites live in the mountains. The black went to the beach. The blacks went to the beach. I said, Gilbert, what do you mean the whites? He goes, oh, sorry, Bruce. He speaks perfect English, too. He lived in America for 10 years. He goes, I mean the Spanish. I said, you call them the whites? He goes, yeah, they're white. I said, what do you mean, man? Like, I'm white. I'm Scottish. They, these people are Latino. He goes, Bruce, they're white. They're European. He makes, his case. he makes his case. And I go, yeah, you know what? He's right. And then, but it's, what's going on in Latin America with the class structure here? It's, it, it, you got to go back 100 years in North America in our race relations. It comes out in their politics. It comes out in everything. And, and they don't like natives very much either. They respect the natives and they're afraid of the natives because the natives are spiritually charged here. The natives can F you up if they want to, man. Seriously, they can put a curse on you. This is no joke. I know I sound superstitious. People who illegally hunt on the reserve, their whole family gets the run for, runs for three days. First time I heard that. <laughs> first warning. First time, first time I heard that, my wife told me that. I said, that's complete nonsense. That's rural superstition. It proved out. Nobody <laughs> denies it. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where they ha- – oh, yeah, you get the shits, man. Don't cross the natives. <laughs> it's like, you know, and it's, you know, so – but there's racism here, man. Now, white is the international standard. So, like, it's hard. I don't know how to say this without sounding like a complete idiot. It's almost like I'm an extraterrestrial here. It, 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 it's like, um, yeah, it's it's very, very strange. Yeah. And well, so I saw I, I saw it in Taiwan as well. Welcome yeah, to the team. I saw it in Taiwan as well. So, you know, it's it's just everybody is jealous of us. That's the plain truth of it. And we're living yeah. in you uh, yeah. do you, you're aware of uh, the um, I'm not going to use uh, Paul Me, uh, comedian. He used to write with um, uh, oh, I've gone, uh, Richard Pryor. I was going to say, you know, the black comedians like, no, I'm making a point. He's a comedian, uh, but he um, uh, has been fighting you know, the oppression. And there is a form of white supremacy. Uh, they're all in, in they're all politicians and corporations. It's not like, you know, Dave, who lives on a caravan in Montana, uh, but he he pointed out that uh, the social aspect is everyone wants to dress like a black teenager, 
with the t-shirts and the caps and the shoes and everything else like that. And that, that permeates into the white culture. And then what you're saying is everyone's following the white culture. So you'd be surprised you, you, if you ever show oh, a photo India. of a teenager, it's like, it, well, apart from say, if in India, apart from um, the turban, everyone's probably wearing jeans and it's, you, know, you don't know where they're from because well, no, it no, looks no, no, like. No. Let, me, let me give you the India example. Okay. So in India, all the intellectuals nonstop shit talk the British and say they're owed billions in reparations for what the English took out. They yeah. just. They just shit talk the English to no end, but the highest social status you can have in their society is to speak English with the British accent. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, yes. It, it's, and every time you see people's relationships with white people, there's all these contradictions. You see it in the black community now, right? The, the whole the whole Will Smith thing, he, he doesn't know where to go from where he is. He doesn't know what race he is anymore. How, how do I take my people, my people, my people? I mean, come on, dude. They're all talking like, like, like Hebrew prophets now. The, you know, it, because they don't know what to do, right? They, they, be, nobody, everybody, want, everybody wants to kill the king. Nobody wants to be the king because the king actually has responsibilities, right? It's no fun. You, you, you want to be third or fourth down the totem pole. Where nothing you do really matters, but you're treated well. That's the best position yeah. to be in life. It's like every time I see stuff about you know Black Lives Matter, and that is true, Black Lives Matter. I would say all human lives matter. But I instantly thought, because uh, I've thought of this for a long time, anytime there's Black Americans, you know, African Americans, complaining about utter shite, what's going on? What about the natives? What about the red man? What, like, how can you? Yeah. And also, oh, you know, oh, oh, slavery in America. We need reparations. Oh, okay, cool. What about the Chinese and the Irish? Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, like, where does it end? And why can't we get to the point where we're a human race again? Yeah. Because we haven't made the spiritual leap forward. This is why the next evolution it has to be spiritual. It can't be technological. Okay. Because the spiritual leap forward will resolve all of these things. We'll have a commonality of consciousness, a shared mythos, and we'll be able to be a global culture. Until that happens, globalization has no reason for existing except to benefit the commercial pirates who have been in charge for 130 years now. And don't jump on my neck and say, they've always been in charge for 10, you know. No, yeah, I, I know what you, I know what you mean. <laughs> you wanted to. Oh no, I thought it's like no, no. When you when you said that, I thought five thousand years, but no, I, I understand what you're saying because yeah, um, yeah I, like if you lived in Costa Rica more than 150 years ago, you wouldn't really be affected by the Dutch East India Company. So I know what you mean. Like the 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 controllers have gone global and they've got a foothold in that respect. Mm-hmm. Someone's been watching Taboo. <laughs> Isn't that, I, I isn't that just to show, just to, just to try and take it away from the monarchy that, that, that they were involved at all to you know portray That's East that. India Company as some kind of you know and just another corporate entity? It was their fault, kind of thing. Sorry, <laughs> I was also that thinking. Tom, it, sorry, that yeah. that Tommy Hardy must be uh, some kind of Adderall addict or something. He's just cranking out the material. BBC TV series, you know, popping into um, Peaky Blinders. Do, do, doing those whacked out Marvel movies now, Venom. He's a busy boy. Mm. Yeah, he's he's getting work. Yeah. 
I was just I thinking about Richard. Some, Sorry, go on. Uh, no, no, no. I, was, uh, I would have continued about that India part because I really need to get that out of my system. They are the most local people on the planet. I mean, I myself, as someone who is uh, of Indian descent, and uh, we've been uh, in, in Mauritius for centuries. I am of Indian Whoa. descent, and we, we've been in India for centuries, and we speak perfect French and, and, and everything. When Indians come here, they hate us. Why? Because when a British person goes to uh, other parts of the Anglosphere, other parts of the Anglosphere would accommodate them, would like them. You know, it's Britons from the motherland. But when Indians come in here, we don't show them that reverence, that India motherland, like, oh, my God, you're from the motherland. You know, come in here. We're going to lavish you with praise and everything. They hate us for that. Second, they hate us for speaking French, which is funny because we, we can't do without from the moment we were born, we were speaking it. Third, they postulate their spiritual Vedic bum ba bum And I'll tell you something about <laughs> Indian people. All Indian parents, B fail, C, plus, C pass, all want their kids to be A plus. All go to astrologists and demand astrologists read a good thing about their charts so uh, those, those, those kids can have a way to success. Will, will, will the kid get money? Will the kid get a big house? Will the kid get a big car? Will the kid get a good looking wife? Yeah. Where will we get all those good looking wives and then big house and big cars? Who's, you know, we, we don't have a billion of those. Indians are ultra materialistic people. Second, yes. they understood they cannot modernize without westernizing. Just just look at Singapore. Just look at uh, South Korea. If you modernize, you're westernizing. It's 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 without. Uh, you just can't do without. Simply. So they did modernize. They did become Western. And uh, who is at the highest echelon? People who, like you said, speak English, and people who are fair. And who are the fair people in there? Iranians. Who are the fair people in there? Top Pakistanis are fair. Pakistanis make fun of Indians all the time. For, for fairness. India is a nation that put a lot of liberal idiots as uh, leaders. And those leaders trashed the nation big time, big time, yes. big time. Do you know how many yeah. times in India they, they, they will arm uh, people and have those people shot up an entire neighborhood? And then a politician will walk in and say, if you vote me, I will rebuild your neighborhood. They never did. We have thousands of neighborhoods like that, completely destroyed and with people with tons of guns. What happened when you so, give people guns? They become crime, uh, you know, big, big mafia crime. And oh, my God, it's an absolute cesspit. So you, you, you hit on a larger theme there, I think, Raz. And that is that ideologies are culture viruses. Any, anywhere there's a functioning culture that is legitimate and generational for like 26, 32 generations, Anything, any, what, what ultimately undid India? It was ideologies. Who injected Indi those, who injected Yo, those ideologies in there? The, the, here's, here's how India uh, screwed up. We have a Western ideology, uh, let, let, let's just call it a, a core Western value. And then we have an Eastern Indian Vedic value. Now the Western one was ready to abandon luggages that no longer work and accommodate something we call modernity. Abandon all the extreme, lighten up a little and become more modern. 
India never did that. India kept its old baggages. It kept its old baggages. It, it refused to mutate all the good parts of uh, Vedic culture, Jainism culture, Buddhist culture, and move forward. It demands that it get to keep it. Now, when the rest of the planet, who is all modernized, look at India, they're like, these people are, are, are primitive. They're still drinking cow piss. They're still play with, uh, playing, playing with cow shit. You, you understand yep. what I'm saying? It's a yep. big culture, but as you move with time, you have to abandon certain things and you have to move forward. We've abandoned a lot in, 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 in the Western world. I would say we are extremely good at abandoning stuff. The moment something doesn't work, we abandon it. We spend our time philosophizing, does it work, does it not work? Does it work in this context? Does it not work in this context? If you go to India, there's no such thing. I'll tell you something funny. And I was in, um, in New Zealand when I was studying, you will never see an Indian guy in a philosophy class, never. You will see, at best, you will see two Indians in a social science class. All Indians are business, uh, medicine, yeah. all yeah. of them. Why? Yeah. Because mommy and daddy told them business and medicine make the highest amount of money. These are money-minded people. They're not going yeah. into the business because they care about your business. They're not going into medicine because they care about healing you. They're going yeah. in there purely, purely, purely for money. Very <laughs> similar very similar to the Chinese as well. And what happens in cultures like that is they eviscerate the, the subtler dimensions to the practice of any art or craft like medicine or anything like that. And it becomes dumbed down because they're not doing it for the right reason. Yeah, and um, I, I know from um, ex uh, girls telling me uh, a lot of Indian men like to ask for Bob and Virgin. I don't, well, know who, I, don't, Virgin, yeah. I don't know who Bob Virgin is, but he's, he's sought after. I, I must say that. Very, very much. Indian men have absolutely no clue how to uh, approach and talk to regular women. When I was in, 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 in New Zealand, I had a lot of uh, what you would call classic Scottish uh, women, uh, white, as friends. And the Indian men was, well, saw me and they said, hey, you're Indian. And then I opened my mouth and that French came out. They looked at me funny, like, what exactly is going on? Because I look, I look Middle Eastern. First and foremost, I look Middle Eastern. But uh, Middle East uh, in, in, in India had, has had uh, Arabs on it for like, what, five centuries? So they, they're, they're well mixed with Arabs. Most Indians look Arab. So I look very, very, very much Middle Eastern. You can see me in Egypt. You would not be able to tell the difference with, with uh, anyone else. And every time I spoke French, they were very much, uh, how can I put this, affected by it. And they simply wouldn't accommodate it. On one side, they dirt on a European accent. On the other uh other hand, sorry, uh, they simply do not want to abandon their Hindi. Now, the thing about Indians, like I've said uh, again, they have to abandon a lot of useless packages that they are just dragging along and, and modernized properly, like South Koreans did. South Koreans, within 10 years, became more popular than India ever did and get, gets more respect 
than than India ever did. And India Indians always feel Westerners do not respect them, that they are owed a, a specific amount of respect and uh, yeah. they are not respect, respected like that. They will often cite Chinese people being respected more. Well, Chinese people are concerned about raw productivity. If they have to abandon something, they will. Look look at Xi Jinping importing Western movies for its people. He wants its, uh, Xi Jinping wants Chinese people to learn Western culture, imported beer, for uh, Chinese people in, in, in China right now, drinking beer, speaking English, watching Western movie is quite the high class thing. But yep. India won't do that. In, in India won't do that. Oh, no, this is our culture. What We're going to dress like this. Uh, this is our culture. We're going to do this. This is our culture. We're going to do that. It's time to mutate that culture into a novel more globally accepted, more globally in line uh, sort of form. And they simply are not willing to do that mm-hmm. and simply no one's going to respect them for it did you know indians had uh, a martial arts even i didn't know that i didn't know and, that actually. <laughs> and and now we have this martial arts battle where chinese say my martial arts is older than yours and indians are like my martial arts is older than yours and uh i just had another i remembered is uh with india as well like the the shift the, at the same time of everything you just said, the popularity of cricket is uh, through the roof where they actually have mm-hmm. their own um, – oh, what's the – their own um, – I can't think of the right word. Um, league. Contra- Hero. Yeah, league. they've got their own league, yeah, where uh, they actually import – like Shane Warne, like they get other cricketers to play for certain teams because they get paid a lot of money. And because cricket's not that big everywhere else, uh, a lot of uh, Westerns, you know, Australians and New Zealanders and English players go there because they actually can earn money because they get paid crap here. And uh, But that's more – I would say that's more of a cultural thing. It's not really – they kind of westernised it, but it's still a, comp, uh, a contest, especially um, the – I think it's the BLP or something, whatever it is. Uh, it's the one day is – it's not like the five-day test things. But the crowds that actually get to go to the cricket, I don't know how much it costs to get in and if there's a, a class action, they, they have a party. They're, they're blowing on horns for eight hours at a time. I don't know how anyone can play cricket because it's a, a gentleman's game that's played in a paddock. <laughs> here's, a, here, here's a point about Indians and Westerners and all that. Genetics. For the last 2,000 years, the church pretty much filtered out most of the genes in the Western pool that simply will not conform. In the uh, with, with with the last two years of of, of religion in the West, you do not conform. You die. You did. Yeah. You, uh, you die. So those people who stayed were people who conform. Fast forward two thousand years later, we start to condition them. People are easily conditioned. Now India has had an injection of absurd fanaticism genes from the Arab world. And yeah. there was this massive amount of uh, Muslim against Hindu sort of war. So they have this mentality, this genetics of I'm going to retain my culture and I'm going to retain it until I die sort yeah. of mentality. 
Yeah, a so good example of that. Yeah, a good example of that is when the English left. Um, uh, India was split into three. I think it was Bangladesh. Four. Four. Oh, four. oh, okay. Yeah. What was the other one? Bangladesh, Pakistan, and what was the other? Uh, Burma. So, so what happens is uh, no, 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 of, just, quick, quick answer, so I can tell my spot, and then you can expand. <laughs> my no, point no, no. being, quick. what I'm, what I'm getting at is, um, the partition, because this was in a Doctor Who episode. There you go. There's the Doctor Who reference for today. Uh, in partition, they actually now you'll probably be able to help me out, Raz. The the Pakistan was uh, Muslim and India was Hindi, and so millions of people had to move. 150, 150 largest migration in history. So yeah. they chop a portion no, 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 of. I, I was about Punjab. to. Uh, uh, but how many people died during that? Lots of them because of racial uh, war. Lots. Of yeah, them. that that's that was because like there's there's footage of it. I think it's in actually in the Gandhi movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, there's there's these two caravans um, passing each other and they're about 300 meters apart and then one starts losing his crap and starts running over and they they start having a yeah, ball yeah. in the middle of a, pot, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. field. Yeah, one under something funny. One under something funny. Yeah, all the Mus- it's a comedy all the Mus- show. <laughs> all, the, <laughs> all the all the Muslim in India were originally the original Hindus. They were the first one mass converted when Islam came. Islam mass murdered millions of men and raped the women and bred and bred the new generation of, of a Muslim from the Hindu women. One of the reasons Hindu women wear that uh, long line of uh, red sindur around their uh, head is actually because some women realize Islam doesn't like pork. So they would smear themselves with pork blood. So they would walk around so they don't get raped by Islam 500, uh, five centuries ago, well, seven, seven centuries ago. They would smear themselves with pig blood and they would go around and Muslims would be like, oh, I'm not touching that woman. She got pig blood, uh, pig blood, uh, pig blood on her. So that's one of the things that happened. And guess what? In this day and age, Sindor is actually a, a, a cosmetic, which is funny. Now, from Punjab, they chop a portion, which became P. From Kashmir, they chopped a portion, which became K. From Sindhu, they chopped a portion, which became S. And then they added Stan to it. Then you get PKS, Stan, Pakistan. On the other side, we get Pakistan 2.0, which is essentially Bangladesh. Okay. I just realized um, if I ever die and I go to uh, heaven and I meet God, I'm just going to go, so religion, (laughs) what went wrong there? Because <laughs> it's like just yeah, everything we're talking about religion. Like yeah, I don't see it being a good idea. Like who who thought of that? I think it was like when uh, Steve Jobs died. When there's no one at the helm, you know. Just oh of, well, yeah, ooh. Apple has gone to crap since um, Steve did pass on. I mean, apart from the iPhone Mini. Yes. Yeah. In another um, interesting fact about that is uh, you know that's where we get the word mogul from. Right. So he's a media mogul. He's a mogul. A mogul was a Muslim leader in um, in India. And um, by the way, this is what created the Sikh religion. They were Hindus who became warriors to fight Muslims. Sikhs are the snowball effect from Greece to North India. If, if, if you snowball people from there, the mutts that ended up in North uh, Western India became Sikhs. And uh, lots of Greeks settled in India 2000 years ago, and they shared a lot of maths, lots of astrono- uh, astronomy, and uh, their descendants mixed into uh, what you would call Sikhs. So Sikhism is essentially 
uh, half whatever the uh, whatever garbage they could pilfer, and half of it is uh, Hinduism. Hindus and Sikhs don't like one another, especially after 1984. Yeah, yeah, and that's when Indira Gandhi's Sikh bodyguards murdered her because she ordered the army to storm the Golden Temple in Amritsar. Yeah, because they were housing a weirdo who was spewing all kinds of terrorist anti-India rhetoric. Just imagine well, the first time listener going, how do you call this a comedy show? Like, yeah, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> so that was that was the Khalistani movement, which was the beginning of the movement for um, Sikh independence. They wanted the province of Punjab for themselves, like a new country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Khalistan. Yeah. They wanted Khalistan. It's very but, interesting to understand the history of other countries. So but, it gives but, you another perspective on your own. Go ahead, Rafa. The, fu- the fun thing about Khalistan would be you would have to take a portion of India and Pakistan in order to make Khalistan. And if you do make Khalistan, one of your neighbor, India, hates you. Your neighbor, Pakistan, hates you. And your other neighbor will be the top portion will be Afghanistan. And a portion of Khalistan will have approximately half of the opium field. So Americans will get their uh, greedy fingers in there. So even if they do set up Khalistan, it will be the most trashed nation on earth. It will it will be like uh, Eritrea level of yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it might just be it, it might just be their their need to do it though. I mean yeah. just they're they're kind of fanatical too. Sikhs, oh yeah right? yeah 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 Sikhs are very fanatical because it's just, you know it's in their DNA now. So, the, these are so the by the way to to round out the whole show monty and just admit, so you don't think we're out on a, on some kind of a crazy tangent here um <laughs> all, these are all the things that have to go to go away in uh, go away exactly right it has the age we need of, a resolution for this the age of religion is over nobody gives a shit how well you've studied a book you know mm-hmm. can you read the akashic records can can you interact multidimensionally with your reality? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, there's no more faking. This is the this is the positivism of what we're going into now, right? Mm. There's no more faking it, and this is the spiritual revolution that's going to wait until the stuff. Hindus realize that the blue beings were actually aliens, and they yes. don't really care about them. Oh God, that's going to be golden. I will. Revel in every second of it. I re- yeah, yeah, I remember doing a show with Andrew, um, uh, the Galactic Historian, and uh, we were talking about what will happen um, if disclosure happened, like across the board, not just aliens, but um, say religion. Uh, if and we went through like you know nine things, and um, I added like all all the religions will freak out, and then I I added in the atheists would freak out turn to religion and see that the religious people are freaking out as well. So the atheists are going to have a double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. it's, um, I'm, I, I think people like ourselves are going to be here for, to that, be counselors for this. They call that collateral damage at the state department, Monty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thanks for the, thanks for the laugh, Monty. Thanks for the laugh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's okay. I'll mark that on my book. One. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a comedy show now. I said a joke. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's pretty hard to squeeze them in with all the stuff that's going on. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, that's true. So we've got about two minutes to go. So uh, any par- passing thoughts for the dear listener, uh, Raz, if you want to go first. 
I get you. Mm, considering this week, considering the next week, uh, the next month, uh, I know a lot of people here will be American listeners. Uh, every time uh, there is some uh, political upheaval, it's a great time to learn. Go learn about the economy. Go learn about what's going on. And uh, this will be a period where you will be asking yourself the question, why is my life so shit? Take it. Yeah. As, a, as take, take it as an incentive to okay, get dude, out of your comfort gotta, We all gotta we all gotta close off here, dude. Yeah, okay. yeah, short, okay. short. <laughs> Go ahead, Bruce. Hey, very short and simple. Okay, the most important thing I've said all night. If you live in a place that still has frogs and bees, you're probably gonna be okay. Ooh, yes, true. Right, I like that one. Thank you, Mr. McDonald. Mm. Cortec. Uh, I got no, I got nothing. Ah! Yes, I'd like to apologize to no, uh, to Cortec, no, for Cortec. Oh, damn, I, I can't remember which one it was. I, I thought of that joke a couple of days ago. I'm like, hey, I'm going to say that and it's going to fail. Anyway. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, but do it better and for more people. I, have you seen that meme where it's um, David Lynch and it's like, God, after the 15th, 1,538 times you've reincarnated. Okay, let's do that again, but better. This time with feeling. Yes, yes. A moat damn you. You have been listening to Planet Collingwood here on Studio A, which is Revolution Radio. My name is Monty Dean. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please donate to the station. If you want to uh, donate to me, I've got my own PayPal, which is on the YouTube channel. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I love you from afar. We'll keep it like that. Uh, we'll be back in six days and 21 hours because we're time-traveling on Sunday, Australia. Woo! Yay! Have fun, everyone. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>